With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity. A podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. And here he is now, a man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C. Oh, so relaxed. Oh, so relaxed. Thank you, Ian. Welcome, everyone. This is uh, your host, Dave A.C., welcoming you to another Tuesday night Big and Fruity. That's Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. No nonsense goes on here. We're talking about wine, but we do hopefully have a little bit of fun. Currently, there's just myself in the room, uh, and under those circumstances, you may have heard me say, I will keep the um, the podcast uh, between 30 and 40 minutes, no longer than that, because my voice gets too dry, my glass gets too full, and where's the fun in that? Uh, but hopefully, we will have uh, one or two callers come and join us in the room, and um I certainly hope one is because I'm hoping for a report. But nevertheless, we've got plenty of things to cover on episode 47 of the Big and Fruity Wine podcast. And it's called, and it's slightly misleading this topic, it's called Wines That Fail to Qualify. Now, what I've done is that as um, we're getting near to the Olympic Games here in the UK, where I'm based, uh, starting in a couple of weeks, I thought that uh, just before the Olympic Games, it would be nice to talk about wines that are gold medal wines, gold medal winners. So uh, this week, it it seemed obvious to talk about those wines that have not got a gold medal place. The What you might call the also-rounds, but nevertheless, may have won a medal, may have just scraped in with a bronze, and are certainly worth looking at, especially if we uh, talk about uh, that ever-present uh, price-quality ratio that we talk about, uh, and if it is at a price that's affordable, and it's a midweek wine, why? Bronze wines are always uh, 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 an offer or a choice that you can make. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, every time I do this show, I have a wine to hand. I post on TwitPic the picture of the wine, so you can see what I'm drinking. We'll give it a little bit of a taste, and throughout the show, if you forgive me, you might just hear me slurp along uh, in a little pause. So, the um, well, let's go straight to the wine. I was going to 
do some of my basic stuff about how you can call in. But I think what we'll do for a change, um, if if this is the first Pink and Fruity you've listened to, and if after listening to more of it, you find that this is something that you would like to join in live, I will uh, hopefully remember to give you that information towards the end of the recording so you can come and join us. It's every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Torture ID double one double two seven two. And just to give you an idea, if you're based in the UK like myself, that is 10 p.m. Okay, well, I've got my wine to the hand and I've got the Twick Pick link. And I think I'll tease you first by reading the Twitpink link out. Now, this is all in small case. This is the Twitpink uh, account that's linked to the Big and Fruity. Yes, the Twitter account is Big and Fruity, all one word. And um, the Twitpink page that we're looking at for today is twitpick.com forward slash A8R13Z. All in small case, twitpick.com, A8R13Z. And the wine that I'm drinking, well, it is um, it is indeed, and I'll be more about that later, it is indeed a sort of a medal winner, it's a bronze medal winner, but it is extra special, old vine, Garen. Garanasha, I'm sorry about my pronunciation, Garanasha grape from eastern Spain at 2011 and it is 14%. Now, um, this of course is the name that they, they use in Spain for Grenache. That's G-R-E-N-A-E-H-E, Grenache. And this is pronounced in Spain. It's the same grape, but they call it Garanache. That's G-A-R-N-A-C-H-A. And 20 people, you know, 90 people have already had a look at the uh, Tripic bottle that I put up there. And, um, well, I think it deserves a little smell and a little taste. And we're getting... Almost a perfume fruit coming off it, I think. It's it's not it's not scented, but it's definitely got a lovely um, red berry and fruits of the forest smell. Let's have a taste. Mm, that's lovely dark blackberry fruit. Very very powerful, strong fruity flavours. And although it hasn't got a lot of uh, spices, aroca, vanilla, it's got it's got some sort of structure because the the taste is growing in my mouth. It's holding the taste for a long time. It's not just a simple fruit bomb. It is um, got a very concentrated fruit taste, however, which is not something that I always necessarily like. But it is very very nice. Let's uh, see. Oh. Price. I bought it from Asda. The usual price is just under seven pounds, six pound ninety-eight, but it was on offer at five pounds. So that's normally uh, thirteen or fourteen dollars reduced down to um, 
$8.50. So um, an absolute bargain for that. Let's read what it says on the back. Amongst the sun-baked vineyards of Aragon in eastern Spain, you will find the vines of um, Canera. Sorry, I can't pronounce that. That's C-A-R-I-N-A-N-A, Spain's second oldest uh, area, uh, D-O area, and a source of rich, full-bodied reds. The old vines, Garanasha, from near the town of uh, Zaragonzo, um, especially because of the age of the vine, creates a wine, a concentrated and intensely fruit flavour. Indeed it does, which makes a great partner to roasts, casseroles, or Mediterranean dishes. As I said, um, 14%, so drinking the whole of this bottle would be equivalent to 10 and a half units. So if I'm a good boy, I will try and make this last uh, for tonight and tomorrow night. It's an extra special wine from uh, Asta. And I did mention, indeed, it had an award. And uh, I'm going to just uh, find the page that I found that from. And here we go. It's Here we are. Um, it's a decanter award, in actual fact. Let me put the rather long URL in the room. And there we go. We're at www.decanter.com. And then it's dwwa forward slash 2012 forward slash wine. And then it's um, Asda Extra Special Allvine Garanasha 2011. Gets three out of five ratings. Um, but that is for the UK price given actually at uh, £6.98. So maybe if it's reduced to £5, they would give it at least half a star more for its value. So that's got the Decanter Bronze Award. And therefore, it fits quite nicely into today's topic. Wines, not that fail to qualify, that's perhaps me giving it misleading, but wines that aren't in the absolute uh, top range. And, uh, of course, um, looking at the, the wine decanter page, rather small to read here, but they do have um, a list of um, some of their gold, silver, bronze, and other um, awards that they give out. Okay, well, this wine, it's um, from this particular grape. So let's have a little look at it. And I'll go to the wiki page. And we'll talk a little bit about this grape. We'll talk a little bit about all vines. And then if there's just me in the room, um, we'll go on uh, to just uh, uh, one or two other little small pieces that I've got. But um, let's see. This is... Uh, the wiki page and it's wikipedia.org forward slash wiki uh, Grenache uh, Grenache that's G-R-E-N-A-C-H-E and I do obviously feel as though uh, my inability to pronounce some of these words uh, <laughs> undercuts really some of the things I'm saying but uh, I'm, I, I do apologise uh, those people that have mastered um, these pronunciations uh, I take my hat off to them. Okay, so, um, and it says actually on the wiki page, pronounced Grenache. 
but in oh, and here we are. We've got guest two coming in. Let me allow guest two to come into chat. Hi, guest two. Uh, this is Dave AC. Uh, you've joined us. We've just gone on about 10 minutes. I've just been talking about the wine that I've been drinking. And uh, you're welcome to listen along for a while. They're not on audio. Okay, so it's pronounced Grenache. And um, it's one of the most widely planted red grape varieties in the world. Ripens late, so it needs hot and dry conditions, such as those found in Spain, south of France, California's San Joaquin Valley, and is generally spicy, berry flavoured, and soft on the palate, with a very relatively high alcoholic content. It needs careful control of yields for best results. It tends to lack acidity, tannin or colour with, and is usually blended with other varieties such as Syrah, Cardigan, Tempranillo and Seacont, uh, and I pronounced that one, I'm sorry, that's C-I-N-S-A-U-T. So it's one of the dominant varieties of the Southern Rome wines, especially you will find in Chateau Neuve de Pape, which of course is a prestige wine growing region. So there's an awful lot on there, but as I say, uh, in this particular area, uh, closely linked to the lands under the crown of Aragon. I did have a little look about crowns of Aragon, uh, and that was um, uh, a dynastic union of the county of Barcelona and the kingdom of Aragon. So we're in southern Spain and southern Europe here. Okay, well, um, let me have another little sip as guest two leaves us. Okay, so we know a little bit about the grape. There's plenty more for you to read there on the wiki page, but um, one of the things it says here is um, that it's old vine, old vine wines. Now, is there any particular reason why old wines should get merit? I mean, one might argue that they're past their best and their their yields are down and so on. But of course, many of you listening will know that um, lots of the actual vines, it's actually using uh, uh, grafting and so on onto old roots. So let's read a little bit about that from one other wiki page. And this is wikipedia.org forward slash wiki. And then it's old underscore vine. Again, I'm not going to read all this out. You can read it yourself, but... Um, Let's go to what they talk about as the legal definition, um, because there isn't one, really. Because there is no objective definition, an old vine's wine might or might not show any specific characteristics related to the vine age. Generally, the more reputable the producer, the more likely it is to mean something. And, of course, one of the strange things, and I think I've talked about this before, that some of the oldest uh, vines are actually in Australia. And this is, of course, to do with the fact that in France, uh, just after the war, I think it was, uh, there was quite a severe uh, attack on uh, a lot of the French uh, vines and vineyards. And so a lot of the the, uh, old vines there had to be cut and taken out to, to, to clean from this disease. Let me have a look. Grape vines can grow for up to 
are over 120 years. After about 20 years, vines start to produce smaller crops and average yields decrease, leading to more concentrated, intense wines. Diseases such as dead arm can also affect old vines, in some cases further concentrating the juice. Old vines might apply to an entire estate, and it mean, might mean that only certain parcel of land planted before others. In the US, the most common use, of course, is the Zinfandel wines. Now, the reason for that, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that because of prohibition in America, um, uh, the, the only vineyards that were allowed to flourish were the Zinfandel ones for their use for making communion wine for the Catholic Church. So let's have a look. Um, uh, the most common use is on Zinfandel because California vineyards up to 125 year old are still bearing small amounts of prized Zinfandel fruits. Uh, the oldest producing vineyard in California is widely agreed to be Grand Prairie Vineyard in the Amador County Zinfandel planting dating to 1865. Heavens above. Uh, in a place where wine production is long-standing, it often means that a wine um, that a wine whose vines are 30 or 40 years old. Some winemakers insist their vines should be older than this to be considered um, old vine. Yes, I must admit, I, I had commonly thought that the definition of old vines uh, was was nearer to 60 years old. So that's the wine that I'm drinking, and old vines. Um, Garanasha from eastern Spain, 14%, and at £5, it actually um, is extremely good value. And I've got a feeling that Jorvik, uh, who comes on this show often and, and may well still pop in today, I'm sure on one of the shows we did, in fact, I was looking at Chat Grabber where you can check the text in these uh, rooms. Uh, I was checking to see which episode it was, but he definitely had. Uh, because I remember we were talking about this variation of the name of Grenache as used in Spain. Hmm. While I take a, a little sip, by the way, just want to take a minute out to um, say hi to April. I won't embarrass her, embarrass her by giving out a second name here, but um, if April's listening to this recording, well done on your... Uh, option to now become a Naked Wines uh, Archangel. Uh, very pleased she was to find that out. And um, I think she may redouble her efforts in uh, uh, having the odd wine or two to, um, to uh, celebrate that uh, this forthcoming weekend. So well done, April. That is absolutely great. Okay, <clears throat> well... Next week we're going to be talking about gold medal wines and this wine I'm drinking is a bronze medal wine. So, who are the people who give out the awards? Uh, which awards are worth actually taking an interest and noting? Well, I've found one or two here and not necessarily in any importance of order, but um, let me um, quickly um, bring... Let me just get rid of some of those links that I've already talked about out of the way to give me a little bit more space 
on the room. There we are. Okay, well, I mentioned um, that this particular wine had a decanter award. So let's go with that. And I'm going to put a link into the room now. And here we go. It's a rather long one, I'm afraid. But it is Wikipedia, so I'm sure you can do a search on Wikipedia. Uh, it's Just go for wikipedia.org, wiki, and then look up for decanter, and then in brackets, magazine. Uh, of course, the decanter is an upmarket magazine on wines and spirits, published in over 90 countries on a monthly basis. Um, it includes news from industry, vintage guides, and wine recommendations. And it organizes the annual Decanter Worldwide Awards. So, um, uh, now the Decanter Worldwide Awards can be given to people. <laughs> uh, and uh, we do have awards for Decanter Men and Women of the Year. And I'm just looking at this list that runs from, uh, currently showing from 1984 to 2012, just to see if it's if there are names that I recognise, um, and I'm sure probably uh, the people who are listening to my show may recognise more names than perhaps I do. Let me have a little look and see if any name particularly pops out at me. And I'm looking down the list. Uh, and I was expecting them actually to be more, you know, wine uh, connoisseurs, people who who talk um, uh, about it. Um, but they're obviously in rather more rarif rarefied uh, echelons than myself, because not many of these names are instantly popping into my mind. So let me just read what it says about the Decanter Worldwide Awards. They were founded in uh, 2004. These gained a reputation of one of the most respected and influential wine companies. Uh, receives entries up from over 47 countries. And in 2012, it received 14,119 entries. Oh, I think I ought to give a award out. be rather nice to receive over 14,000 bottles to taste, wouldn't it? The expert panel of tasters from around the world changed chaired by Stephen Spurnier, judge wines on a regional basis, reflecting variety, style, and retail price. price. Absolutely important that they must do that. The awards are one of the most important competitions in the UK wine trade. The other main ones being the International uh, Wine and Spirit Competition and the International Wine Challenge. Well, let's have a look at those and get a link in for those. Let's go to the... Um, International Wine and Spirit Competition. Again, I'm using Wiki as my source for this. So I'll put the link into the room. And there it is. It's, if you look on Wiki, it's International Wine and Spirit Competition. And you will see these letters, IWSC. I think the last wine that I had with those, with those Campo Vigio wines that I've drunk, I've had the... Um, both the Crianza, and I think I've got a Reserva that I'm going to taste in, in, a, in a week or two. But um, uh, they had it, and one of the things I talked about with that, by the way, was that um, the 2005 and 2006 bottles 
carried the silver winner's label for those. But when I bought the wine, and it was the 2010 that came out, um, and maybe even on the 2008, I'm not sure about that, the, it had lost its silver award. And I think that's because when it wins a silver award, I think they're allowed to have uh, that uh, medal uh, on the label, not just for that year, but for three years in all. But um, we will find out that in a moment. Let's have a look what it says here. It's the International Wine and Spirit Competition, uh, founded in 1969. There's a two-stage judging process that takes uh, place over a six-month uh, period, consisting of blind tasting and detailed technical analysis. Now, I'm just going to make a note to myself here, folks, if you just excuse me for one moment. Um, I don't think we've got time to talk about blind tasting now, but... Um, Let's um, do that another week about blind tasting. Make a note of that. Yes, um, so blind tasting and a detailed technical analysis. Entries are judged by panels drawn from 250 specialists around the world. So basically, um, you know that you are uh, getting them. And we've had different uh, presidents on that uh, over the years. And it's a very distinctive badge. That is definitely the badge I saw on the Campo Vigio, the the Spanish Rioja um, that I love the uh, the Crianza for. Crianza is usually about eight pound fifty. I buy it sometimes when it's reduced to six, uh, and the um, the Reserva is usually about uh, well, it can be up to twelve or fourteen pounds. Although, funnily enough, when I was in the supermarket today, Asta, the, because of the way that they they reduced the price on the Reserva. Actually, the Reserva was slightly cheaper than the Crianza. The Reserva was reduced to um, 7.95. Perhaps I should have bought a bottle today, although I do have one already in. Um, and the um, Crianza was £8.95. Anyway, um, very distinctive. It's a circular, outer circular band, which could, of course, be coloured bronze, silver or gold with uh, like a little ring inside of that with the initials IWSC and then whether it says bronze or gold or whatever underneath. Very prestigious award indeed. It's not saying on this page how long they hold it for or whether indeed it's only for that year. And when I've seen it on two successive years, it means that they've won it two successive years um, in the row. Now, we heard that one was the uh, after the decanter and the International Wine and Spirit Competition. The other one is the International Wine Challenge. So let's go to that page. Let me uh, copy and paste the URL into the room. I'm just making a time check. We're at um, coming up to 27 minutes now, so I will not be going much more than 10 minutes more than than this, but we will go on. And the initials for this, no surprise, is IWC, International Wine Channel. Uh, it assesses every wine blind and judges each for its faithfulness to variety, region and vintage. Every wine is assessed independently of its, independently of its price. Great value for money awards are made after 
the wine as being judged for quality. Now, that's an interesting twist, isn't it? The other one took the, the price point into consideration when giving the awards. This one judges purely on taste and then pre- presumably gives out further awards for those that have deemed to have sort of overperformed for their price point. Um, it has over 12,000 entries. Um, let me have a look what it says. The top three medal-winning countries uh, at the 2012 awards were France with uh, 1,136 medals, Australia 673 medals, and Portugal 444. Now I have heard that Portugal is really moving up the ranks. Now whether this is a, a financial imperative of Portugal to get more export money brought into the country, but Portugal that often for many years has punched underweight seems to be really making a drive to get, um, uh, you know, f- from being overshadowed by Spain, uh, you know, Italy and France, uh, Portugal seems to be really making an effort. Uh, I must admit, my allegiance has switched more from France to Spain. I am firmly uh, drinking probably um, three or four to one uh, Spanish wines to French wines at the moment. So that means that, and this is a bit of an aside here, uh, if we take a, a standard uh, case of wines of 12 bottles, what would buy makeup be? Well, first of all, they'd be all reds. I would say currently, of those 12 bottles, half would be Spanish wines. Three would be Australian wines. So that's nine. Two would be American wines. So that's 11. And probably the other one would be a French. So it's it's only one or two in, in a dozen that are from France. Maybe it would only be five Spanish. Perhaps five Spanish... Perhaps five Spanish, no, 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 five Spanish, two or three Australian. Uh, I've forgotten that I also drink wines from South America and uh, and South Africa. But uh, I, def- I would say the predominant country is Spain. Well, you went off topic there, David. Sorry about that. Uh, I was just having a little argument with myself there. Okay, we've got one more uh, awards that I just want to talk about as I see us past the half-hour mark. And let me, again, copy and paste that link in. And this is the International Value Wine Awards. Now, obviously, this is going to take the the opposite choice in terms of the last one I talked about. So the award you will see on the label is shortened to IVWA. They're held annually each summer in Calgary, Alberta. The competition has a specific goal of determining the finest value wines in the world available to Canadians. The awards are organised and operated by the Wine Access magazine. The results of the competition are released on October the 1st to the um, uh, competition's website and published in the magazine's October-November issue. And um, let's have a look. Oh, they only started in 2006, so they're a fairly new one. In 2008, awards saw 1,067 wines entered. Again, the wines were compared against others of the same varietal or style. 
Results will be released on October the f- were released on of course on October the first. Okay, so that is nice that they do it, and of course it's important to know when you see that a wine has got a medal, just how it has been judged, whether whether the price point has been taken into account, whether it's purely done on the taste and quality and the bouquet, or whether indeed it's judged purely on value for money. Interesting to know that, and um, I found out one or two things with that. Okay, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to uh, wrap up the show in about the next two or three minutes, uh, unless any caller comes on the call. Just to say that uh, next week we'll be looking at medal winners in the silver and gold level, and I will try and have a wine that is at least a silver medal winner uh, to drink during the course of the show. And now I'm going to do what I said right at the beginning. Uh, If you want to, you can stop listening to the recording at this point uh, if you're already aware of how to come into the show. uh, And I thank you for listening. For those of you staying to the end, thank you very much indeed. Let's just me remind you, this is the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. We have a Twitter feed at Big and Fruity. Uh, There is a a WordPress site for the blog, and that's bigandfruitywordpress.com. Uh, If you put Big and Fruity into Google+, you'll find our page. If you put Big and Fruity into Facebook, you'll find our page. And um, we do this show every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, well, Eastern Daylight Time as it is at the moment. That's 10 p.m. in the UK on British Summertime at the moment. The call ID is 112272. You can join in as a guest, but... uh, Maybe you want to uh, see what else is on TalkShoe. TalkShoe is the place where these recordings are done live. Put TalkShoe in Google. When you get to the TalkShoe page, in the little box that says Call ID, just put the numbers 112272, and you'll come to the Call Series page. I'm your host, Dave AC. I live in Manchester in the UK. I mash up the names of all the wines and grape varieties I mentioned, but I'll tell you what, I am a wine lover, a red wine lover in particular, and to think, um, give you an idea of how many wines I drink, I probably drink uh, around three bottles a week, so I'm heading towards uh, a dozen cases of wine a week, what's that, 144 wines a week, a week, David, you'd be dead, 144 wines a year, so um, um, that is probably, um, let's see, a person, general person who drinks wines probably drinks, I don't know, anywhere between maybe 20 or 30 bottles a year, maybe. In other words, perhaps they have a bottle once a fortnight and maybe just a bottle at the weekend, which would be 50 wines. So um, you may consider me as a um, a moderate drinker a doctor may consider me more than a moderate drinker, but I do try and make a bottle last me two evenings. So that's what keeping me uh, with a nine-unit bottle under five units a day. Uh, so there you go. I'm not, to younger people listening to this, I'm not recommending that you take up drinking alcohol. I do believe in modest amounts uh, the enjoyment the health benefits and the relaxation are absolutely uh, life choices that I make and 
each person should make that choice for themselves. So I certainly don't want to prescribe for other people. Okay, so next week, episode 48 of The Big and Fruity, we're talking about uh, wines that have reached the dizzy Olympian heights of silver and gold medals. Hope to catch you next week, and um, we will try, I'll try and remember to talk a little bit about what blind testing means, and hopefully we may have Jorvik back with us. He was at the Isle of Wight, and he promised that he would uh, hopefully return with a, re, uh, a review of a, uh, a vineyard visit that he went to whilst away on holiday. So with that, thank you very much. And April, well done on being invited to be an archangel. Catch you next week, everybody, and I'll use our uh, Podsafe jazz outro to end the show. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.